0: Driving me crazy because I, unless I have the charging cord in absolutely perfectly, it doesn't charge.
1: You know what? You got lint. You got lint in your thing, man. Yeah, I keep blowing on it. And you got to take the twist tie off like a loaf of bread. Yeah. And try to scoop it out with that. That happens to me all the fucking time, dude. It's the most annoying shit in the world. Because Hmm. you'll think it's being charged. You ever, you're driving somewhere, you like, you need the fucking phone charged up. Yeah. You know, a bump and it's uncharged, but you think it's charging? That's the worst thing ever. I've had that once where I was coming back from a gig like in Shittsville, Indiana, and my phone was dying, and I'm like, I- I'm going to miss my turn and do not know where the fuck I'm going. <laughs> Shitsville still got a club? Yeah. That's yeah, not bad. They're only down to three nights a week now, though. <laughs> it's a Thursday to Saturday run. It used to be all these <laughs> Wednesday to Sunday. Do but... this shit. All right. One, two, three. Welcome to Comedians Talking Baseball, our weekly MLB recap podcast where myself, Comedian Joe Kilgallon, along with Comedian Mike Bridenstine, break down the week that was, nerd out on some stats, and just have a good old time with you. Brido, how's LA? You know what? It feels like the Cubs are in first place in LA. That's how it fucking feels. Oh, that's got to feel good, man. How about that right now? Brido and I, we talk all teams, but we are big Cubs fans. And uh, you know, the April podcast early on, we talked a lot about, we preached. Let's just put it this way: We preached patience. You got to relax. You can't get too high in April. You can't get too low in April. But I'll be honest, man. I was. I couldn't even follow my own advice. It was really rough. That one and six, two and seven start that our Chicago Cubs broke the season in with was a rough go, man. It was. It was really a sad watch. They, they couldn't play defense. They couldn't pitch at all. Every pitcher had like an eight and a half ERA.
0: Especially the way that they
1: would lose too. Yeah, exactly. You had guys like Jason Hayward who's one of the best defensive outfielders of the last five to 10 years, kicking the ball around and, you know, just Anthony Rizzo not playing the way he normally does. There was just errors all over the place. And if anything, they should have been a sound defensive team.
0: Yeah. They just, I, I don't, I never trust anything. Like if there's snow in the game, like don't talk to me about, uh, who's
1: good or not, if it's 40 degrees and there's snow. Yeah, it really, it's it's one of the most annoying things about baseball. And you and I both growing up in the Midwest, if you guys were listening for the first time, Brian Stein is recording out of Los Angeles. I'm in Chicago. We do it through the Anchor app. Also, you can follow us on iTunes. Subscribe there. The podcast is also on Spotify, Stitcher, all those good ones. We both grew up, but Brian grew up in Iowa. I grew up in Chicago. And how many games do you have get rained out or even snowed out in high school oh i don't remember a snow out but we had a couple really yeah because the high school season starts what mid-march
0: and i just but i would like hate late march when we had like a cold game because if you like foul a ball off the handle of the bat like with an aluminum bat when it's cold out it's just oh my god like i just got like a bad tingle go through my body thinking about
1: how just the sound and the feeling on your hands. Bad pain, it goes getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> no, no, actually, the worst pain is getting hit in one nut for some reason. Hurts more than both. I don't know why. I've had a kidney stone. I'd rather get hit in the nuts. Yeah, Really? Yeah. I was going to say, nuts, kidney stone, I've never had. Uh, your fingers hurting on uh, you know, a jam shot in cold weather. Yeah, pregnancy. Slamming and, uh,
0: your uh, finger in the
1: door. Yeah, it's bad. Actually, no, dude, I've, I've been in the room twice for pregnancies, both natural birth and C section. I oh, want to get this. I just realized this. I don't know if I made this uh, observation on the previous podcast. Again, if we want to, I'm a dad again. My son will be two weeks tomorrow. Uh, my youngest son, my eldest, is two years. <laughs> it's fun to say <saying> my <laughs> eldest, makes me feel so adultish. Is <laughs> that uh, I, my older son was naturally born? Younger son, C-section. So that means the younger son can't run for president of the United States. Is that true? Dude, you have to be a naturally born citizen. Oh, my God. There's no C-sections? You know, I'm joking with this, but it does say natural born citizen of the United States. Get it? You're a C-section. You're not naturally born. It's a fun dad joke <laughs> I thought everyone would enjoy, but you really had to analyze it, didn't you, Brideau?
0: You know what? I'm calling it right now. Dylan Kilgallen is going to be president of these United States.
1: I would love that. I would love that. It'd be great. I'm very proud. Because I'd get I'd get some access to some cool shit, I bet.
0: You're going to you know? cause him a lot of problems, so you have to start scrubbing your Twitter
1: immediately. Yeah, I know. I thought about that. You know what, though? Have you done a Twitter scrub? This is sports-related, everybody. Well, this <laughs> isn't good right now. I got the Cubs game out in the background, and... Um, Bases loaded, nobody out for the Marlins, and the Cubs clinging to a one-run lead. No bueno. Okay, yeah, we were just about to start off uh, raving about the Cubs, but uh, I was saying to you, have you uh, done a Twitter scrub? After, like, a Josh Hader incident last year. Around the no, but. you think I better go through mine?
0: No, but I, like, was looking at my YouTube page, and there's a video on there that I was like, what is this? And I played it, and I was like, holy shit getting this off
1: that's good i had one only one tweet where i did use that word i wasn't like i was saying it like i probably could have defended it you know what i mean where it would have been one of those things where when i become super famous sometime 2020 ish i feel i feel 2020 second half 2020 is gonna be a big second half in 2020 Um, (laughs) and they do the inevitable let's go through his old tweets I yeah. feel like if it was still there, I did delete it, but if it was still there, half the people would be like, oh, come on. And the other half would be like, no, no. You know what I mean? But I could have defended it. I could have like gotten behind a podium and said, listen, I said that word because that guy was being one. Okay? <laughs> <And> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course, everybody. But, uh, yeah, so we were talking about the hot start, cold start, and you got to relax in April. That was the big thing that we were all about. The last few podcasts, uh, we're in May now, still a little early, but it goes to show the Chicago Cubs are just a great example of that because they started mm-hmm. terribly and now are the best best team in the National League, best run differential in all of baseball. to explain why we love run differential, especially early in a year.
0: Well, it helps you know who's legit and who's not, and just basically, a run differential is how many runs have you scored in total. How many runs have you given up in total? And it kind of gives an idea. Like, if a team is in first place and their run differential is low or negative or zero, you shouldn't buy that team's success. So, usually it's like, it's like, sounds basic, but it's a pretty reflective uh, statistic for like just how good the team is overall. You can have a one run loss, one run loss, one run loss, blow out another team. And it's like are you you're like one in three, but it's not reflective of how you're playing so in a, especially in a small sample size situation, like it helps to even things out.
1: yeah, I yeah, I, I look at it in a lot of ways too, because it really kind of separates the contenders from the pretenders <laughs> I <love that> one. <laughs> and yeah, like we, we've seen it in years past. we were like, oh, wait a minute this this team's in first place right now but they've got a minus run differential. Right. Oh, they're getting lucky. That's going to get figured out. Uh, We kind of talked about it with Tim Anderson in the previous podcast. Look, we're both fans of Tim Anderson. I I like the way he plays a lot. He's a fun ball player, so I'm not rooting against the guy by any means. But his advanced stats definitely tell you, oh, this isn't sustainable. His uh, batting average on balls in play is through the roof, which shows he's getting getting some luck. But he is hitting the ball hard, too. He's got a good hard contact rate. Walk rate is abysmal. It's like 1.5%. So when the batting average drops, the you know, base percentage is going to drop that much more. So for him to really maintain value, he's going to have to slug the hell out of the ball. And that's just hard to, that's just hard to sustain. So he's, if you're a gambling person, I don't, know, I don't know how you'd gamble on something like this, but if, you're, if he's on your fantasy team, I would expect a stretch in which the numbers aren't great. I'm not saying it's going to be a big downfall, but there's, he's, he's been 415 right now. It's going to come down at some point. When it does, it's probably going to be like a big plummet.
0: What's nice is that there's stats that tell you kind of if someone is getting lucky and that would be things like a pitcher. If they're batting average on balls and play, when the ball is hit, what percentage of the balls go for a hit versus how much are outs. A pitcher should always have a BABIP batting average on balls and play. It sounds crazy. Just go with it. It makes sense to you. BABIP uh, of 300. That is an average. Everybody evens out. If the pitcher is playing out of his mind and his BABIP is lower than 300, you're like, he's getting lucky. If it's higher than 300, he's unlucky. That's just how it is. Yeah. And then for a hitter, it's a little bit more complicated because a hitter, if they are good, can have a higher BABIP than not. A pitcher, always 300. A hitter, it varies A lot, so don't look at that with a hitter as much, unless their BABIP is crazily higher than 300.
1: And it's something that changes season to season. It's really just kind of a fun stat if you're looking for an anomaly. I think, like if I'm looking at a guy who's who's raking early in the year and the BABIP's through the roof, I think okay, well he's going to come back to life. But if the guy's like say it was the other way around, say Tim Anderson's in 415 right now, but his BABIP is shit, where you're like, wait, this guy's hitting 415 and he's actually unlucky, whoa, okay, I'm, I'm buying it. I'm buying stock. I'm on the Tim Anderson train. That's someone you could buy a jersey for and think, well, I'm going to get some mileage out of this thing. Where every now and then you're at a ball game, and you look and you see someone's got a jersey of a guy who had one good half, and you're like, really? Kosuke Fukudome, that's who you want to invest your money in. That's an, that's an embroidered jersey. <laughs> that's about 150 retail. Why would you put all, the, all your uh, eggs in that basket? You know, I,
0: I got a Fukudome t-shirt
1: jersey. I never Here's jumped what... on board with that one here's
0: what i got at an airport when i was coming back to chicago from la one time but here's what that's good for uh people who point
1: at it and go fuck you do me it was a fun name in that sense that part of the name was fun everyone wearing uh vietnamese hats even though he was a japanese player was really embarrassing actually oh my god yeah everyone in the police started wearing those like raiden hats and it's like i call them raiden hats because raiden from mortal Kombat. um and yeah it was just that was bad anyway no so, but um, yeah so so re- it's, like it's a stat that changes year to year though a guy could have a a great hitter could have a terrible bat pip one year terrible meaning he got really lucky and then the next year also maintain his great hitting and have that bat go the other way i think it's more of a stat to track in season instead of mm-hmm. like you know going year to year on Do marlins you know i just
0: got an update the marlins are winning i'm sorry
1: I know. I got the same update, too. That's where our phone
0: made that little sound there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, run differential lets, lets you know kind of what's going on with luck in games and like a one-run squeaker versus getting blown out, that sort of thing. It all evens out. And so if you look at the Rays, for example, the Rays were supposed to be like a second wildcard team and they have the best record in baseball. You can look at their run differential and think, well – they're legit. You know what I mean? Like that
1: is a legit good team. It is a plus 57 right now. Um, Yeah. They're fantastic. It's kind of hard to argue against them at 22 and 12. I I don't know. I, 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 the Rays have got a weird little underdog spot in my heart, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then every now and then they had one, that one amazing tiebreaker game with the Yankees is when I really started to be like, yes to the Rays, And I liked Joe Madden back then even too. Was um, it was at the Longoria home run on like day 162? Yeah, it was 163. Yeah, it was it was nuts. And uh, but then I, I I just don't think baseball should be in Tampa. Is it this <laughs> that bad where you can't show up? Is it that bad? Tampa's hot. Get inside AC. you go to movies, why not go support a winning ball club? That field is disgusting looking.
0: Tampa is they have uh, spring training there.
1: You know, I mean, yeah, Florida has it. But, like, I just – I get annoyed with these Florida baseball teams not being able to draw a dick. And as a Miami fan, previously Florida Marlins fan, which I'm not, but I'm saying if I were to be a fan of those teams, I could see being like, screw this. Every time we're great, we dismantle immediately the next year. I mean, think about the outfield they could have. They could have Yelich, Stanton, and Osuna still. Osuna. Yeah. With with JT Real Muto behind the plate. I mean, they weren't that far away from being a really good team. But I think with finances the way they were, they just figured, all right, let's sell everyone off. It's and, it's and they're about that, to snap the Cubs' seven-game win streak.
0: They have no retired numbers to my knowledge. They retired they retired Joe Dimaggio's number, and then unretired it because the owner was a Dimaggio fan, so it said his name and then what was Dimaggio five. Shit, did that
1: run count? The run fucking did count. Hold on a second. See, I mean, I don't know if I was happy with what Rizzo just did there. I guess you got to get the out. Not to cut you off. Yeah, DiMaggio was five um, because Ruth and Garrett were three and four. So there was a second and third with one out. There's a chopper back to the pitcher. The pitcher looks the runner at third, who is kind of dancing off a little bit, but then throws the first to get the out. Then the guy at second was going towards third. And Rizzo then fires across to third to, to they tag that guy out. But the run scored because it wasn't a force. You know what I mean? So they got a yeah. double play, but the run came in. Or if I'm Rizzo, why don't you just run at the guy who's halfway between third and home? I think that's what happened. Or if the guy, when he threw it first, the guy just took off for home and Rizzo was fucked and had to go to third anyway. I don't know. Maybe Kyle Ryan messed it up. Maybe the pitcher messed it up by not running at the runner. That's it. I'm not playing in the reservoir the pitcher should have ran at the runner in that play for you. Youngsters listening, run at the runner.
0: You got to play situational ball in your head. Absolutely.
1: Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. You were talking about Marlins. So that's the question now, who should the Florida Marlins, I'm sorry, Miami Marlins retire. Well, they've only been a team since 1993. But what I was going to say, now.
0: what I was going to say is they have two championships and no history. Because yeah. they've, it's just, they're the weirdest team ever. They have two World Series titles. And, like, who, like, are you going to retire Josh Beckett's number? You know, like, uh, I it's just like a we, Edgar Renteria. Like, who are you
1: going to well, even, like. It could have been Stanton. They had him under for another 10 years. They had 10 more years on that deal with him. Right. He could have been their, their guy. That's yeah you know what yeah they are a friend that's why i was saying i guess i could understand oh what a dick that was kyle ryan's fault yeah that cost him run. now it's six four we could have we could it could have been a five four and then you feel a little bit better Motherfucker! What, what a shit defensive move rizzo actually saved the play by firing over the third sorry everybody for doing live play by play i don't know if this is good for a podcast or not. <laughs> probably isn't sorry uh yeah, so actually, you know what? If you're a Marlin fan and you're like, no, nah, fuck them, I'm not going to games, or if you live in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and you're just like, I can't support this stupid-ass organization until they – maybe Jeter will turn it around. Who knows? It's uh... – It makes me hate
0: Jeter, too. Like, I, I never really hated Jeter the way that a lot of people do. I thought he was hurting the Yankees his last few years there, which is fun.
1: But he, I, I do still like Jeter as a player. As a, as a owner, I don't really know about
0: He's him. so severely overrated that it's bananas.
1: Yeah, but you could like an overrated player. Sure, but he's... Overrated how? Like, by the love he got? Yeah. I don't think anybody... Where you, you think people rank him higher than he should be ranked? Yes. Okay. I mean, That's he's... he's... I, look, I would agree with you there. I thought defensively, like when they signed A-Rod, it was Jeter who should have moved positions.
0: I mean, like a- A-Rod
1: was... A-Rod's the better player. a the better defensive shortstop was the point. Yeah, it's just like...
0: You hear what I'm
1: saying? Like, like when A-Rod came, he was like, I'll move to third. He's but about... Like, no, dude, you're defensively better. Jeter should move to second base, really.
0: Jeter is about the same player as Craig Biggio.
1: Yeah, Hall of Famer. They're both good players.
0: Okay, well, Craig Biggio is most... I think the average fan... Would hear me say that and go no.
1: I I mean I gotta look a little bit deeper. I don't have Jeter's numbers in front of me. Um,
0: Okay, Alan Trammell was a better shortstop than Derek Jeter.
1: you have a higher WAR and all that. Yeah, but shocking. But then Jeter also has the playoff numbers. I mean, Alan Trammell was on the '84 Tigers. Yeah, but does he have does he have like 600 career playoff at bats? No, but one thing you know we always talk sample size. Jeter's the one guy where you're like, he actually helps the people who don't believe in clutch. I think Jeter's career average is like 300. His career postseason average is like 300. And he actually has enough at-bats where you're like, oh, no, that's a good sample size. That's like a full season. He has like 500 and something playoff at-bats.
0: It's just
1: weird to me that if you, I mean, Jeter's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, for sure. But if... I like him because he was a great ambassador. He was a dude that's like, yeah, I bank chicks. I have no desire to get married. Why would I get married? I'm a fucking Yankee who could get Ass and pussy all day long. Why would I do that? I give them gift gift baskets. It is weird that the that's that's a good dude right there. The media, is that true? That's true. He would give. That was like the story is that if you had a one night stand with Derek Jeter, you were leaving with a gift basket. Like that is a great dude. He was a great ambassador for the game. Do I think I'm with you? Yeah, I think overall, yeah, definitely rated higher than he should have been. Still a Hall of Famer, of course, but yeah, he's not. I want to his look at his number two doesn't go to his number two being retired does not really belong with Ruth Garrick and DiMaggio in terms of holy shit. Now that's a stat line.
0: It's weird that they gave him number two. I mean, I get it. Like he had some insane moments that when he throws a uh, Giambi out at home with a sidearm.
1: Uh, wow. The... Wow. 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 Sorry. Anyway, robot umpires, everybody robot umpires.
0: Trying to take jobs away from people. Mm, that pitch was a little bit closer than I thought, but still a little bit. Outside Derek Jeter is the twelfth best shortstop of all
1: time. So, so that doesn't sound overrated, though. <laughs> I mean, twelfth of all time. He's That's gonna incredible. get. He's gonna
0: get a hundred percent voting.
1: He shouldn't be unanimous. Absolutely mm. not. If Ken Griffey Jr. is not unanimous, then nobody should be. See, so, this is why you fucking hold it to a six. A five-four lead—it's a different game, Brian. Brian. Just <laughs> <laughs> but
0: do you think does Ripken get as much attention? Cal Ripken
1: Jr. Yeah, he does. Well, here, look—I mean, you're—I I get the point. You're a—you think Derek Jeter's a very good baseball player, twelfth of all time. You think he's a great baseball player, even. But oh man, he really crushed that one, huh? Um, but your problem is the attention. Is far more than where he really was. Derek Jeter is like, I, it's, he's like the last rock star in a sense. You know how they did that? What's that fucking uh, poll? Sorry, everybody. Like the Q rating, I think it is, where like the most popular athletes, there's not a baseball player in the top 25, the most popular athletes on the planet. Jeter was the last face of the game. I, yes. He's but- a good looking Yankee. Kelly Ripken Jr. was very popular in the 90s, but the 90s also had Ken Griffey Jr., Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Tony Gwynn, Roger Clemens, Randy Johnson. Baseball, the 90s was a superstar decade for baseball, actually. Despite the strike there in the middle, obviously the Royd era really helped in the second half of the decade. But, like, it's – I think Jeter's just kind of, like, right place, right time. Like, Tiger Woods, what, him winning the Masters, this like, a couple weeks ago, was incredible – but what really made – I think it almost he, – he needed that more than people realized. When Tiger Woods was dominating golf, that was a terrible field. There weren't other good golfers. Right, right now, there are like 8 to 10 really good golfers. It's a much better field right now. So for him to have in that field at the age of 43 is more impressive than when he was beating the shit out of nobody's at 25. Yeah, but Derek Jeter wasn't beating the field. Derek Jeter never won an MVP, nor should he have. That's true. He was always like – just consistently really, really good, but never singularly great. He was the captain of a good team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It would be but like I'm telling you right now, that's just where the love comes from. I don't think I you can't really even blame Jeter for that. But there's that ESPN bias with New York. You know. It's weird that if you are if you're just a
0: baseline Hall of Famer, they treat you like you're God. But if you're like just miss, never hurt of you. Look at Bernie Williams like it's just like crazy to me that like Mariana Rivera who I've said this on the podcast a billion times is the single most overrated human being in history. <laughs> like forget pitcher. Like when when Yankees fans are so fucking stupid that they like when they ranked their all-time greatest Yankees they had like Mariana Rivera not only, like, ahead of all pitchers, but, like, I want to say, like, after Garrigan, after Ruth and Gehrig and, like, DiMaggio and Mantle. I think it went – he might have been, like, higher than anybody but Ruth and Gehrig. And it's just like, dude, okay, what if Whitey Ford wasn't good enough to start and was a one-inning closer? So would you have ranked him higher if Whitey Ford sucked more? Mariano mm. Rivera couldn't cut it as a starter. So they sent him to the pen. Fucking so stupid! It's so like a hundred percent for the Hall of Fame. Yay! This specialist who can't. Fu- it's just.
1: Oh my god. I um sorry I thought I thought I should have advanced on a wild pitch just then, but um dude I was laughing as you were saying this because I absolutely love how fired up you get with your uh, hatred towards Mariano Rivera, the baseball player. I agree with you, man. It is. And the thing is, too, he cost them a World Series. Yeah. Oh, the most clutch ever. It's like one of the most famous
0: plays ever is one. Was it Luis Gonzalez? Yeah. They retired Luis Gonzalez's number in Phoenix uh,
1: for nothing.
0: (laughs) Do you know what I mean? For that hit.
1: You had a 57 home run season with them, actually, too. That's fun, but but yeah, I mean that was a yeah. I just, it was. Uh, that's what kills me too. Is they the most clutch ever? But he cost you a World Series. That's how spoiled the Yankees are. They've won so much that a guy could blow one and they still love him. Imagine they, if, someone, if a Cub blew one, you know, like Chapman blew that save, but not he only did won he the game, blow so one, it he, matter, but. he blew one after the towers fell. Yeah, for 9-11, the city needed that. Yeah, New York wanted like you know what I mean always, you always root for the city after that shit happens. Remember like when the Saints, well actually the, the Saints won like two two or three years later after Katrina. But I remember yeah 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 right Absolutely. after Katrina the Bears and Saints met in the yes NFC title game and everyone was like well the Americans root for the Saints because of Katrina and I'm like listen uh, there's like 12, twelve comedians in Chicago with the joke at the time a Super Bowl birth does not end poverty. All right, mm-hmm. let's. Let's settle down here.
0: No, but that's how they played it. They also did that with like the Boston bombing with,
1: with Boston oh. strong, yeah. A oh, Big poppy was one of the last guys too. Uh... This is
0: our fucking city.
1: Yeah, damn, hobby, that sucked. Anyway, sorry, just uh, for you guys listening along, I might as well fill you in. Um, Baez just struck out. He didn't look good at that the entire bat, which is hard to blame Baez. The guy's been unbelievable all year. Um, the Rizzo, it's now two outs. Rizzo's on first. I think Javier's probably thinking if I could just get a hold of one and walk off, but it's all right. Well, Contreras is up now with a chance. I'm on a slight delay, so if you find out before me, don't, don't break my heart. Okay, Brado?
0: Well, if he hits a fucking walk off, I might uh, not be able to keep that to myself.
1: All right. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, well, the Diamondbacks you mentioned. So they have Luis Gonzalez with uh, his number retired. And then they is have Randy Johnson. I could see that.
0: It's amazing to me. They have not retired Schilling's number.
1: It's like everyone hates Kurt Schilling. Everything is press related. Now that we've talked about this, some things are just media. Dri- that was a terrible call by the amp again. Some things are just fucking media driven. You know, that's why Like I've been everyone. go If you go on my website and scroll all the way down, Joe com. I I'm not really a blogger. I've written like three or four, but one I wrote in 2013, which is all about fake news. I wrote in 2013. And I, I just, the media's narrative annoys the hell out of me. I see people share stuff like there was some fan interaction recently. And I think this happened last year too, where uh, like an adult took the ball, even though like the guy tried to throw it to a kid and that's all you see. So everyone's just shitting on the, the person. But then you find out later, oh, the kid had already gotten three or four balls. That's oh, right. i was fucking, fucking lost. Sergio Romero just throwing junk outside, and we kept whiffing at it. It's like, take a fucking pitch. Well, I don't understand, you know, Contreras is still pissed at the ump, though, because he called the pitch a foot outside his strike. Well, there goes the loot. Eh, well, we won seven in a row, so I really can't complain. Um, just a bummer. Well, now, yeah, you know, uh, I know fans are going to overreact to this. Pedro Strope, who's been great all year. Pedro Strope has been amazing as a Cub. He came over in 2013 as part of the Jake Arrieta trade, uh, in which the Cubs gave up Scott Feldman. And uh, god, what a great trade by POF Epstein. man. If you're the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles, if POF calls you, you don't even answer the phone, right? <laughs> I <laughs> mean, like, maybe, no, not. maybe you do. I'm not getting policed again.
0: I mean, they're they don't give a shit. they're
1: playing uh like Boog Powell at first, yeah. The Baltimore Orioles, you know, we're talking about Kel Ripken a little bit there. I mean, don't get me wrong, Kel Ripken was a superstar, but you're right, Kel Ripken probably should be talked about a little bit more
0: if cal ripkin was on the yankees uh that's all that we would hear about like everyone's school would be called cal ripkin elementary
1: yeah i mean new york's the biggest city in the country by far it's twice as big as la which is the second biggest and they got the most storied they're the most storied franchise so i think you're just we're just screwed into hearing about it no matter what they're the most storied because they won't shut the fuck up about mediocre bullshit yeah but again, it's media stuff too. ESPN, Yankees, Red Sox, all the time, nonstop, cannot shut up about those two franchises. What's
0: interesting is MLB Network is run by like predominantly Mets fans.
1: Yeah, a guy like Brian Kenny's a big Mets fan. Yeah, other
0: and Brian Kenny subtly has on like all these Mets people. It's interesting. Like we complained, like we like call ourselves out. We're talking about the the Cubs all the time, but like it, like no one else does that. Like ESPN clearly like wants to like suck their own dicks every time like the Mets are good
1: or the Red Sox or the Yankees. I mean the Yankees and Red Sox are usually good, so I get that attention, but I mean it's like we go we've had several podcasts over the last two years probably in which we've talked about if Mike Trout was anywhere but Anaheim, would he be on the top twenty five of most famous athletes? Would he be top ten? Because it is embarrassing that Derek Jeter was like the, you know, that's so why I jokingly call him the last rock star, because he was like the last superstar baseball player. And I feel we like know, uh, we know the, we know of superstars. Well, Bryce Harper, I think, has cracked that.
0: How He's famous? How famous? What percentage of people in Chicago know Bryant or Rizzo or Javi?
1: Oh, those three are big. Those were a big. Javi really jumped it up last year too, yeah. man. Javi is, um, like I think I even texted in that Cubs thread. That's really more politics thread these days, but uh, that we got a message. That for those of you who don't listen regularly, there's a text messaging throw that Brad and I are part of with uh, Brennan McGowan and Matt Dwyer. Funny comedians, look them up. And uh, I remember dude, it's it's like must see TV when Javi's like at bad or whatever. It's it's incredible how big Jive has gotten. Uh, by the end of this year, he'll be more popular than Rizzo and Bryant, I believe. Wow, you think so? It, dude, he's just become a superstar in this fucking town. He just plays the game with a lot of love. The announcers go nuts for him. He's a highlight reel every day. Yeah, he made a play today where he made a diving thing and tried to flick at the Bodie, but Bodie dropped the ball. Um, like it would have been the same play. Just got a
0: broken toe. Leave him alone. Bodie does. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right, well, no, I love Bodie actually, and, and no, Bode, David Bodie is a good ball player. I remember they ex- they signed during that whole wave of extensions that was going on in baseball at the beginning of the season. You know, like uh, yes, the end of spring, the spring training, beginning of the season. There's Nolan Arenado, famously signed a huge deal. A lot of younger players signed deals where I'm like, man, I thought they're, they're probably worth a little bit more than that, but I guess they just want that guaranteed money. The Sox, uh, Eloy Jimenez, they gave like 80 million guaranteed before even having his first pro at yes. bat. Like, the, and then the Cubs signed Hendricks, which I really liked as a deal. Does anybody who signed a contract actually doing really well? You mean signed an extension or signed? Well, I feel like our free agency because Harper Machado starting to hit the ball pretty good. Harper started hot it. and now he's not looking good
0: because it's not April anymore. And fuck Bryce Harper. You don't like him, huh? I get mad. I get fucking mad at who baseball decides is the guy. Because then you like get shown Derek Jeter like stumbling around out there with a stupid face and people are like, baseball sucks. When he was the face of baseballs when people are like, eh, I don't I don't really this like fucking pussy shortstop who sucks and <laughs> like gives gift baskets for the fucking herpes he gives some fucking B shit fuck model. I just I
1: like I see that part is what makes him great, actually, and I really wish you would see that for the gentleman that he is no (laughs) no there's so many
0: better players than fucking Derek Jeter
1: well only 11 shortstops in history according to you though oh my god okay but you're right he was probably never the best hitter or player on any one of his teams no no I mean, maybe yeah. He probably was the best. Uh... Maybe a couple seasons, yeah. But yeah, he's he's, he's
0: playing with like some, he's playing with some beasts. He played with Giambi all those like years. He played with A Rod. He played with fucking A Rod.
1: He played with like, but he played with some juiced up players though. Giambi juiced up. A Rod juiced up. Was he the only clean guy? Oh God! Why don't you blow him too? So hey, real quick though, you can't you can't be like I'm okay with these juice heads, but then be mad at him for. Uh, spreading herps around which we don't even know is true oh maybe
0: Giambi would give the pitcher a gift basket joe uh not bad (laughs) but like quit quit propping up shitty ass mariano Rivera and shitty ass like those guys look like uh golfers more than they do ball players so you gotta Mm -hmm.
1: You know why I've been loving this rant? This entire rant you've been going on, which has been very funny, and I I, I love it because it's the passion with baseball. You know I'm a big fan of it. You could replace the names you've been naming with comedians and be like, hey, Comedy Central, stop propping up shitty fucking comedians and making America think this is what comedy is when really these people aren't that good and they're not selling any tickets and they're eventually just going to be the third lead on some bullshit sitcom. Until they get out of the way of real comedians. Like, you know what I mean? Does, uh, Jordan, does
0: Jordan Klepper have nude photos of the Viacom head?
1: Yeah, he's got his own show now, right? It's like how many... I don't have a strong opinion on him one way or another. I just don't know. I don't know his stuff. Um, I only watch the Daily Show clips for my boy Roy, Roy Wood Jr. Roy Wood Jr. is a fucking good comedian. He's an awesome comedian, yeah. But I don't know... Is Klepper a stand-up?
0: No, I don't know what he is. He's just an annoying they thought that he was going to be their Colbert. Maybe he's a nice guy. I'm sure we have mutual friends. It's Isn't this just... the worst
1: part about being in the entertainment industry? Is you have to watch what shit you talk about certain shows. I remember being at a party and like... I don't love
0: Colbert. If he was like,
1: let's hang out, it'd be like, beat it. No, well, yeah, I'm not talking about Colbert. I'm talking about like in general. I remember when I first moved to LA, it's like, I don't know, some party I was at a few months into living there. And I was about to talk shit about some new TV show. I'm like, oh yeah, I saw the first episode. It's like, or I saw a couple episodes. It's terrible. And as I'm saying it, someone's going. Eh, eh. I'm like, what? And they go, dude, the co-creator is like right behind you. And I'm like, oh god.
0: Like, oh man, yeah.
1: In Chicago, uh, you can just openly talk shit about people, and not worry about them being in the next room. Yeah,
0: in LA, like, that is a weird thing. Like, cause somebody that you're saying it to knows the guy, or yeah, like one time I was at there, a comedian went to to lunch. And he was he was going to meet me for lunch to pick my brain. He just moved to L.A. And I was at lunch, and I saw Matt Dwyer at the same spot, our friend Matt Dwyer from our texting group. And Dwyer's like, do you want to join me? And I was just like, yeah, I got uh, such-and-so coming. And he was aware of that guy from Chicago. So he's like, yeah, maybe the four of us. Uh, anyway, my, is it cool if my buddy Horatio like comes? And I was just like, absolutely. And so Horatio Sands sits next to us. Have I told you this story before? Yeah, I think you have. I'm not on the podcast. But then my buddy is just like talking to shit about SNL and how terrible it is. And, and then Horatio Sands didn't say anything. And Dwyer's like shooting me a look like, could you shut him the fuck up?
1: Do I know the buddy?
0: <laughs> uh, yes. you you've known him for years and years and years. You've known him as the entirety of your time in stand up.
1: Does he live in LA now? He does. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was <laughs> I, I was just going to say that uh that there, the the know, person,
0: the person the person I'm talking about like in fairness to the person it's, uh, it's it's fucking Buscemi. But uh like I love I love him, right? Yeah. And when, and when uh I the entire time at dinner or at lunch, he didn't know that it was him until he was driving home. And I was just kind of like, why were you talking shit about SNL in front of Horatio Sants? He was he almost crashed his car. And he was like, that was Horatio Sants? You see? Because he lost a bunch of weight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, one time, remember when you and I went to, like, Eric Andre's house and, like, half of Young Hollywood is there? And you're like, Jesus
1: Christ. Well, what was weird about that party, that Eric Andre party, was that he had this drum set. And before I moved out, I had this little shitty four piece that I would bang around on. I can't play the drums at all, but I could play like a couple beats enough where if you walked by as I was playing the three or four beats I know, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy, that guy can play the drums. But then if you asked me to do anything else, you'd be like, oh, no, he doesn't know how to play the drums. You know, like, I'm like a guy who could strum a guitar fairly decently. But while I'm doing that little bullshit drum beats, this woman sits down at the piano because he had this little music room, I guess, and says, "Hey, keep that going." I'm like, "Oh yeah, for sure." And she starts playing the piano along to it. So I was basically jamming with Maybe from Arrested Development.
0: Yeah, I remember that, yeah. her being there. She's super nice.
1: Yeah, she was super nice. Um, but it was yeah, it was just kind of like a weird, like, oh, this is this is bizarre. You know what I mean? Like, um, and it's not like even a starstruck sort of thing. It's just kind of like all oh, these people you see all the time are just. They're normal, regular people, most of them. I mean, some of them are kind of shitty, but I'd say 95% of the people I met that are, like, like on shit were pretty cool. But it is weird that coming from Chicago, like, I'm sure you had this when you first moved to L.A., like you were just saying with the whole Horatio thing, is that you're just used to being able to talk about whatever's going on in pulp culture. Yeah. In movies specifically, without worrying about hurting someone's feelings. <laughs> Who might have worked on that?
0: Yeah, I wonder if like people that like moved to DC from like Chicago have that same thing. Like fucking, like this guy's an idiot, and they're like some. They're like, uh, you know, their assistant sitting right there, being like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, you just never fucking know who reps who, even if like it's just, it's just bizarre. But, but yeah, I, I mean, in the nineties, MLB had Ken Griffey Jr who looked fucking cool and was fucking good. They propped him up. Then they had, like, you know, Maguire and Sosa, and you can say whatever the fuck you want about Maguire and Sosa. They looked like motherfucking
1: athletes. They did. They were titans, and it was it was a home run race. So let's look at what they did in the 90s versus now. Is it just that the game has changed in a way where things have, like, you know, it's, there's the three main outcomes is bigger now with home run strikeouts walks and – No, it's, no, it's
0: like I put on Twitter and this could be anecdotal, but I think that people uh, are turned off when most of the players are foreign. Uh,
1: Also. uh, Okay. Real quick though. I'm going to have to, I'm going to call you on that one a little bit. This isn't hockey where you can't pronounce the last names who are the top 10 best players or not? Let's not say best because you will just go to war and be like, well, here are your top 10. Who are the top 10 most famous players or, well, no, we'll say best. We'll say best players. Um, and not just right now, but you gotta be like over the last five years, you need like a sample size to it.
0: Okay. Uh, I'll say trout
1: trout. Okay.
0: Mookie bets. Uh, let me just go around. the. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm just going to name people, but I don't want this to be like the definitive. No, it's like... not
1: definitive. That's why I, I, that's what I love about you. You're very like, well, hold on. I can't just throw names out for fun all willy nilly. I need, no, no one's going to think this okay, is a list. Okay, to just uh, okay. Throw the names out. Just throw them out
0: there. You want pitchers and hitters or what? Sure. Kershaw, Sale, uh, Kluber, Verlander.
1: No, My point was I wanted you to say these names out loud to be like, none of them are foreign. Okay. So but, I, I, I kind mean, of like, disagree with you. And there were foreign players in the 90s. Like, I, I, well, you did say this was probably anecdotal. I just want to know where, look, obviously, this, the whole landscape of how we consume entertainment has changed dramatically since the freaking 90s. Because I was looking at this the other day. Like, the Big Bang Theory, I think, is like the number one show on television, like a scripted show. Is that true? Um, Yes, because HBO numbers you don't get, but as far as like network television and and like um cable, basic cable as well, like scripted wise, um like they don't count the subscription based shows, meaning like a Netflix show or like HBO Showtime. Um, I'm pretty sure it's still Big Bang Theory, and they were like at 15 million an episode. Let me just find out. Actually, hold on one second. Uh, talk while I look this up. That way, it's not bad podcasting.
0: (laughs) There, there was a pretty good. I know you're gonna say that like the average show back in the day was like, would get like an insane rating. Like with they... a yeah, yeah,
1: basically. All right. All right. Well, I don't have the number, but like
0: someone um... had, someone had a good joke. I can't remember. It was one of the late night shows. They're like uh, game of Thrones had like a record number of tweets about it during their last episode. Like the most tweeted about episode ever with like whatever, like a hundred million tweets. And then I think it was Trevor Noah said to put that into perspective. No, it might have been Seth Myers. Doesn't matter. I only watched those two. But he goes to put that into perspective the last episode of MASH had zero. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. people always say the last episode of MASH, like everybody in America
1: watched that. All right. So, yeah, of the 2017, 2018 season, I only did the 2018, 2019 because it's obviously it's not completed. Big Bang Theory was number one and it had 11. Point one million. I don't know if it's 11.1 1 or, or it's in terms of the uh, 11.1 1. I don't know if that's like a point thing or if that's in millions I think it's in millions so at 11 million an episode and that was the number one rated show now Seinfeld was mm-hmm. getting like 30 million a fucking episode
0: yeah Jesus Christ
1: I don't know if it's a million yeah it's something like I remember Seinfeld on aver- average like almost I think it's last season it was like 45 million per week and right now, the top one is, like, that 11.1 was, like, a rating thing. So it translates to, like, 18, 20, 19, 18 million or some shit like that. What's so, even crazier is that people had to watch that shit live back in the day, too. Yeah, do you remember that? I was talking about that because I've been watching reruns with Simon. I'm actually missing them right now. motherfucker. I've been watching reruns of Simon film with my wife, you know, because I haven't been doing stand-up. I actually did two shows at Laugh Factory. It was, like, my first time on stage since my son was born. But, like, I've just been, you know, helping her with the baby and all that kind of stuff. It's on my own little maternity leave. And um, been getting into Seinfeld reruns again, and I was telling her, I'm like, cause she didn't really watch the show when it was a thing, you know? Yeah. And I was like, you did not want to. I was, I was in seventh grade when Seinfeld ended in '98, so I was like, you didn't want to go to school those few years if you missed the episode. <laughs> like, you didn't want to show up on Friday if you didn't miss because that was what everyone talked about. Like, waiting for the bell during before school. You watched Seinfeld last night. A bunch of twelve-year-olds talking about. Stuff that some some of it went over our heads. I remember watching the contest episode, which is one of the best <laughs> episodes of any television show ever, and not knowing it was about masturbation, but still enjoying the show. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, that came out in 1993. I was nine. I didn't know they were talking about jerking off. Was, I was like eight or nine when that episode came out. Do you have a favorite episode? Of Seinfeld? Yeah. Um, I'm like, with Seinfeld, I'm almost like how you and I are with Nirvana. You're not going to say Smells Like Teen Spirit. You know, I'm not going to say the boyfriend being the episode with Keith uh, Hernandez. Ah. Which, by the way, see, bringing it back to baseball, how you guys like that? Uh, I read an article: Keith Hernandez still makes about three to four thousand dollars a year in uh, royalties.
0: Really? And you
1: know, uh, in, in residuals—that's the word I'm looking for. From Seinfeld? Yep. Dang. But that's—you know what's impressive about that—is we, you, and I both know it becomes less and less every time. So oh, he's right. probably getting like three or four cents, but that episode airs so much that it still accumulates to about three to $4,000 a year. That means at one time he was probably making about $25,000 a year off that off of reruns.
0: I mean, I get paid for NCIS, like probably a few grand a year for uh, something I shot in 2015.
1: Yeah. See, that's why I want so badly for the TV show, Chicago med to go into syndication.
0: Yeah, I, I think mean, it
1: will after this year because it did get picked up. It, 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 this they just finished its fourth season and, and they got picked up, so we go to five. Mean,
0: you'll just basically get a check for like sixty bucks, like every month or so, and you'll just be like, "Huh, okay." And then like, yeah, one well, that's why I wants,
1: Well, hopefully, our union gets uh, direct deposit soon. They're talking about doing direct deposit for uh, residuals. That would be dope. Yeah, because who wants to fucking sign a bunch of checks that are for a nickel each? That's annoying. Yeah, it uh, sucks. But, yeah, I know they'll just send you a big thing. But, yeah, I I did the one episode where I had fucking two lines. But I remember the first – I've gotten two residual checks on it. One was like, fuck yes. And the other one was still, like, cool, but not nearly as much of a fuck yes. Anyway, though. um, But, yeah.
0: The best is is when you get a check for more than you have.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, we're trying to figure out – we're such big baseball fans that we're just trying to figure out a way how to make it. I don't know, every now and then there's part of me that thinks, no, let it be like, if, if baseball turns into hockey where, because I've got friends who are, di- I'm a big hockey fan too, but I've got friends who are super diehard, who don't want the sport to become more popular. I get it. Because you know it's I mean? going to fucking suck.
0: Because like, then it
1: brings a bunch of idiots who don't know what the fuck they're doing. And yeah, they there's hard a, to go see your team. There's a very specific
0: culture, like, once you go to, like, a hockey game that doesn't exist in any other sport, so you don't want, like idiots like wandering down and like they're not supposed to be standing or moving you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, see, but it's different for me though, because I grew up where everyone loved baseball. So I don't like I don't like the idea of me growing older and all the people I know liking the thing less and less. They need to they need to market stars. Every, look at how
0: stupid they're they need to mark they need to be like, okay, Javier Baez is a fucking star and put their weight behind somebody who they need to like go into like a focus group with a bunch of like millennial or Gen Z fucking dipshits, show them clips of them and be like, Oh God, that, yeah, that guy is cool. Figure out who they think is the coolest one that like of the handpicked, like, you know, best players that are like top in war or whatever, figure out why you can't market Mike Trout to these idiots uh, figure out who you can market. Whether it's like a a bias, figure out like why Chris Bryant, like not Chris Bryant, uh Bryce Harper, dudes who like see like have them look at Alex Bregman. What do you guys think of Alex Bregman? Have them look at like some of the like the hot shit rookies. Have them look at like a Cunha Junior and be like, what do you think of this guy? And then who they like the most, and then
1: MLB should market the shit out of the guy. Yeah, it does. It seems very easy. I think there's starting a a tide is starting to turn a little bit. Um, It's just so much content to manage. I've realized 162 games and we've even talked about how there have been announcers where it's like, you're an announcer for major league baseball and you're talking shit about the game you're announcing where they'll say stuff where they're just like, wow, they're like hating on the game. They're watching back in my day. We didn't do this. Well, Uh, talk about your day. Or they'll say stuff like, where they're just basically bashing the pitcher. I remember watching a game once where John Smoltz was just like, "Oh man, this guy's boring." Like I'm like, "Dude." When they bashed Pedro
0: Baez, well, I always. Pedro laugh.
1: Baez actually. I were you at that game with me where I was screaming at Pedro Baez?
0: No, I was there, but I but you were sitting in the outfield, and I was in the, uh, I was behind home played an up high. I was a regular season but, game. I
1: first bashed him. So regular season game where Bryant uh, hit two big home runs. Brian hit one to tie and then he like in the eighth and then he hit one in the extra innings and, and Pedro Bay is, is the human rain delay. He, I was literally screaming. I go, everyone's yeah. no changing the fucking channel. You are what's wrong with baseball. If they just got rid of you, it would be back on top as America's pastime. You were fucking like, I was just, I blamed everything on him single-handedly. He was what was wrong with baseball. There's a there's like
0: tradition of announcers kind of bashing it like look at a uh, Euchre in
1: Major League that was like a beloved that's a that's fine to me for local announcers I just think the national ones need to hype the game up a little bit more uh, oh sure sure I mean yeah, local yeah, announcers like, kind of like look Harry Carey was sloppy and would pronounce names wrong and all that kind of shit that's in good fun I'm okay with that because. I mean, Vince Scully wasn't
0: really talking about the game. The no, whole you time. can't. Like, even Judge. He's by himself. Yeah. That reminds me of an old poem. And he's the greatest yeah. of all time. It's
1: just, I, I, you know, they just need to get on the same page, is what I mean. I, I do think they're doing a better job. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., they had a thing on Twitter where they went live to each one of his at bats for his first game. That was cool. Why Good. not do that all the time? You know what I mean? Like, They just – they need to get on the same page, though, with the content. Because it's like either we like bat flips, and if we like bat flips, then you need to – like we were saying last week, to punish the pitchers more. If you're going to just fucking throw at a guy for doing a bat flip, fine. But then you and I did come to the conclusion that there does need to be a line, though, because if you're bat flipping big time in the second inning, it's like, all right, dipshit, slow down. Because do do we want pitchers celebrating fucking every time they get a strikeout? No, that'd be weird.
0: How about you tell the pitcher – Listen, do you want people to come to games? You get paid. So strike the guy out and do your fucking bullshit. Or the guy's going to hit a home run and do his bullshit. Yeah, I actually I don't give a a fuck. fuck I don't I like I like it
1: all. I think it's all fun, to be honest with you. I like a bath flip, but I also like fucking benches clearing sometimes. That's fun, too. Even though nothing usually happens, there's still that little bit of a heartbeat thing where you're like, "Oh fuck yeah, do something," you know? All right, well, we'll, put we'll, some we'll more get back swag the in it. Marketing of baseball, um, I definitely think they're going in the right direction, but it's still very frustrating. Like you were saying, it's but it's it's like this in everything, man. Um, why is Bryce Harper more popular than, uh, Mike Trout? Hype, you got hype quicker. He was better in interviews. Mike Trout was just a good dude. Where Harper would talk shit and kind of like. You know, Conor McGregor in fucking UFC says a lot of, right. Sometimes he says cool shit and it's funny. And other times it's like, nah, you crossed the line, dude. But he knows that he, he hyped himself up and was able to get the attention his way. And it works even more in his sport because he's the biggest pay-per-view draw in the sports history where baseball, it's not like, you know, I think that the angels, maybe
0: the angels have a little bit. To do, they do for sure. I mean, because the angels have a halo and they're red, and it's like Disneyland. If the angels all of a sudden decided to get to go, you know what? Fuck you, and went with an all-black hat the way that the White Sox did in like the nineties, when like all of a sudden everybody went from being like. Like fucking who gives a shit that C almost looks like an E on that stupid hat to everybody wanting that socks yeah. hat. Like you Dr. give Dre them War. like some you know Dr. Dre wore it. Yeah. Some dope ass like black uniforms and they'll be like, Oh like the hell. That's what they got wrong in the shit? movie Um
1: Straight Outta Compton.
0: Oh my god, I talk about it all yeah. the time. I talk it drives me so fucking crazy that some I mean it's almost as bad as uh there was a Starbucks cup in uh Game of Thrones last night, apparently.
1: Oh, uh, well that's just some fucking PA didn't move a cup.
0: Well now imagine if they put Daenerys Targaryen in a fucking White Sox hat. Real. That's how stupid it is to me. It'd be like um if like they made a movie about Jordan and it's his rookie season and he's wearing five. Yeah, the
1: wardrobe is supposed like to be I- a lot better than that than an actor. I've I've seen shows where I'm like, oh my God, there's pages of the script there in the background. They didn't fucking move them. Cause I've been, I was a standing on a show and I've been um, background, you know, an extra on Mike and Molly, um, Superstore, uh, a couple other shows. And you'll see in between takes, the actors will be reading from the script. And then they kind of just look for a place. Oh, I'll hide it behind the couch right here. Or I'll put it right here underneath the bar. Or, I'll put it right. You know, and one time, I remember watching some show, I can't remember, maybe, maybe it was Two Broke Girls or something, where I'm like, that's fucking pages from the script on the counter right there, on that scene, where they didn't fucking move it. <laughs>
0: that's somebody's job, So, the, uh, for continuity. That, so that's somebody doing, either they were cutting corners, that they didn't have a continuity person. Yeah,
1: or maybe they said, hey, move that, and then they realized, oh, cool, but then it still ended up, the editor didn't notice it. You know?
0: I my The first commercial I ever shot, the dude, all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden was wearing sunglasses and forgot to take them off. And he was just like, cut, cut. Are you wearing fucking sunglasses right now? <laughs> like, people go, like, lose their goddamn minds if actors,
1: like, do that. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, all right, let's go around the divisions here. Uh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, by the way, thanks for the Game of Thrones spoiler alert, asshole. Now I gotta look for a Starbucks cup in 50 episodes. I'm on episode eight now of season one. Getting real good.
0: How you it's liking it? Great, yeah,
1: man. I'm into it, man. Uh, I'll catch up. Oh, oh man,
0: nine nine is when the show becomes. Okay, a well, show. I can't wait
1: to see that. All right, man. We got a uh, real quick going around the horn here. We already talked about Tampa Bay. There for real, Yankees nipping at the heels there. Uh, Boston, but everybody's hurt. Everybody's, everybody's. I know. Hurt. Yankees have got a lot of injuries right now with their pitching staff. Paxton recently went down. They've also
0: not. They haven't beat any teams that are above 500 or something crazy. Well, you know it's
1: cool but that cool stat about the Cubs before they so swept. So the Cubs swept in the first place, which now they might be tied because I think St. Louis was off tonight and the Cubs just lost. Either way, incredible for the Cubs to go from where they were to where they are now. They uh, they had a thing where I think at the time they were they had the third best record in the National League or something like that, and they just and the teams that were ahead of them they'd beaten. Over the last like two or three weeks, something nuts like that. Like we had took two out of three from the Dodgers; they had a better record than us. We had taken two out of three from the Diamondbacks; they had a better record than us. And then we had just beaten St. Louis for you know on Saturday to clinch that series. Yeah, and we'd beaten them too. And um, the Yankees, they are the reverse; they've got a good record. They're twenty 20-14, but they've beaten all scrubs. They anyone who's good is beating them. The Red Sox have found their offense down the south side of Chicago. They're now seventeen and nineteen. Uh, Toronto, fifteen and twenty. Hey, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is the guy to watch there. Uh,
0: they have no. They they need. They desperately need hitting because their pitching has been outstanding.
1: Yeah, early Cy Young candidate who's also rumored to be trade bait. Yeah, Strowman? isn't he rumored to be trade bait? I still am I wrong on that? I mean, I I would hope I would yeah. think so. Because is he a free agent next year, or the, this year, or next year, or something like that?
0: You you pay attention to this stuff a lot better than I do. I, I, I just heard recently
1: that he was. They were talking about trading him, but um, if he, yeah, if he's if he's contract is coming to an end and they're still a couple years away from really competing, yeah, flip him. Uh, Minnesota, this fucking Minnesota though, damn dude, twenty one and twelve. They're the best record in baseball, actually.
0: Well, that division is awful, and the twi- the Indians are the Indians are fucked.
1: eighteen and fifteen. But here is your run differential minus fourteen.
0: They do not hit. They lost
1: Clevenger, and they lost Kluber there. They fucked. are fucked hard, kids. Houston's Houston, twenty eighteen. The rest of that division is just all around 500. Except Oakland, surprisingly. Well, Oakland and Anaheim. Sorry, I read it wrong. They're both 15-win teams, 15-19, and 15-21. Uh, well, Angels, though, if you're you L.A. Angels fans there, we talking about Trout a lot. Uh, Shoney Baloney's coming back. <laughs> yeah. There's it tomorrow? I believe he is coming back tomorrow. That Shohei Otani, everybody. For you longtime time mm-hmm. CTP comedians talking baseball fans know I would often fuck up that name. You're doing, I are you're doing, doing great. great. Thank you. Uh, the Phillies seem to be having their problems. I mean, Arietta recently called out Harper. That's another thing with Harper. People say he's a bad teammate. Uh, my inside source said that was part of the reason... We all as Cubs fans, we all were like Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, get Bryce Harper. We need Bryce Harper because our, our offense yeah. toward the end of the year last year. He's good. For, he's good friends with Chris Bryant. It makes sense. Why not get him? He's this young guy. We have the money. No one else. Because no other big market teams were looking for outfielders. The Yankees work. Like, now we got outfielders. The Red Sox work. Like, now we're good. So it made sense for us to be like, yeah, why not? Let's go get him. But uh, my inside right. were like, yeah, they never were going to go after him. I'm like, really? Yeah, he's the dog's named Wrigley. That's great, but and he's good friends with KB. But You know what, though? This isn't basketball. We're best friends. need to play with each other. They're they're fine not being playing with each other, and obviously Chris would have liked that, but we have enough sources to tell us he's not a good teammate. And, um, yeah, and also they they think the way he violently turns his hips through his swing, he's not going to age well. You ever oh. notice that? No, he's got a pretty swing. Don't get me wrong. He's a great bat flipper himself, but um, – some something that's why there's a little bit of an inconsistency with him. You know how he's got some years where he's like, Holy shit, this guy is potentially a ten war player. And other years where it's like, yeah, he's worth three wins this year. There's something with that. Hip yes. I mean that's swing. A... That's just something I heard. I don't know if it's factual or not. But uh Arietta recently kind of called him out and um the rest of the team for being a little flat. Uh that division's interesting besides the Marlins. The Nationals, I think, are are gonna turn it around. Um
0: They have I mean, Rendon hurt. Heard... Yeah. Uh, Soto is
1: it? Soto's yeah, was hurt. Like they they got there's a little bit of an injury bug there, but again, long season and um Cubs and Cardinals are gonna battle the Brewers. If you're a Christian Yelich fan, are you worried at all by his splits? Or Are you just like fuck it? Oh, up, for, dumb oh yeah. at, at home.
0: I I, I we'll mean, wrap it up with we're this. Still
1: uh, like... NL West fans, you know your standings. Dodgers and Diamondbacks look great. San Diego is doing better than expectations. Colorado and San Francisco, I'm not expecting much from. But we'll keep everyone posted throughout. The, but we got we to gotta end this on a little Yelich talk right here.
0: Okay. I I mean, he's – if if Cody Bellinger didn't exist, uh, he would be a triple crown winner. Or, I mean, a triple crown, like, leader in almost every category. Yeah, I mean, be- Bellinger's
1: your MVP right now. Then Yelich, then Baez.
0: Or uh, Contreras? Contreras is having a great
1: year, too. In a great year. There's some other dudes no, there's, like
0: there's a there's some there's some rookies Christian Alonzo or Christian Walker Peter Alonso. Uh, there's some Hoskins from the Phillies is, is Paul, doing pretty D, good. Paul De um,
1: Dejong. How do you say his last name? Oh yeah, Dejong. Dejong. Young? De He's, De Jong. De Jong. He's uh, Cardinals shortstops having a really good year too right now.
0: Yeah, there's some dudes playing well, but yeah,
1: uh, turns out Yelich
0: is on another planet. And I'm curious to see if it ever fades or anything because, but yeah, his, I mean, he's going to play half his games at home. So, I mean, turned out okay for Larry Walker.
1: It's a good point. It's a very good point. I'm just wondering if it's just going to, the other shoe is going to fall with him a little bit, you know? Um, We talked about it last year, how he had that insane home run to fly ball ratio. One in which was just unprecedented still is. Where half the balls he was hitting in the air were leaving the ballpark. Barry Bonds at his steroidiest was at like a 30% clip. So for this guy to be doing yeah. it at almost 50%, he was like 47, 48%. And, you know, I'm a little off with that. Maybe I can't, but it was, it was close what to was the now.
0: What would the advantage of playing at Miller Park before? I don't
1: know. It's a home run friendly ballpark, though. It's always been that way. Um, the park of, you know, uh, consistent weather. Um, in the sense that you're indoors, so it's more controlled. Um, right. That's a big thing too with starting off. Like the the Brewers are off to a good start oh. too. Like, but remember, he's a warm weather.
0: He's a warm weather player. If he's playing in a dome and he's killing it in April, in like a climate controlled, then that is not a good sign for it for anybody who's not a Brewers fan. Because it means that he doesn't play. He plays like shit when he's freezing fucking cold.
1: Yeah, that's what I would look at it with. But another thing is to look at is to take y'all out of it, these dome teams, man, what an advantage in the early months because you don't have what well, killed the Cubs last year, which is why in a way, although I'm annoyed the Cubs didn't go out and show up their bullpen, um, you know, Keuchel's still out there for teams like the Yankees who are doing starting pitching problems. The Cubs could talk to Kimbrel but apparently he's still being like I want a multiple year deal where it's like dude you sucked the last 2 months of the season last year <laughs> and you're old why would we give you 100 million are you still this stupid sign a one year deal for 15 million like a lot of teams have probably already offered you and then you know roll the dice again next offseason. anyway though but to, to button this up
0: this Craig Kimbrel has to be the biggest idiot of all time if he's still like holding out for the biggest contract of he all must time be. when it's be. would be signed like... by now right it's, it's like fucking May, dude. No one is like, no one's like, you, you can going keep calling their bluff, yeah, dude. Yeah,
1: it's insane it's like, to me. Yeah, it is May 6th. Kerry Wood, twenty strikeout anniversary, greatest pitch game ever. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. did a whole podcast nice. about that last year. Go back to the archives, everyone. But my thing is that, uh, like the Cubs, you know, using them as an example, everybody, they played that insane stretch of games last year that really was probably, but really, I think that goes unsung that that was their downfall. People need to remember that more, uh, because dude, the, in that same stretch, the Cubs had one day off in a forty-one day stretch. No, that the was Brewers, absolutely the reason that they the collapsed. Brewers yeah. had six or seven days off during that same run. That's a huge advantage. A huge yeah, advantage, absolutely. You know what I mean? So, like, and and a lot of that's because teams like the Cubs and other teams like in shitty climates have to the, all these games added on because of rainouts
0: snowouts i think that i think that like almost everybody should get a retractable stadium i
1: think honestly if you're especially if taxpayers are paying for it what kind of city is approving of a non-retractable roof stadium that's i know crazy. when the when the twi- like the twins just
0: got like an but outdoor what the stadium fuck didn't was they
1: was that whoever was in charge should be fired that's that, that's enough it's- to lose an election
0: I mean, on top of the cold, they're also famous for their mosquitoes.
1: Oh, yeah, because it's 10,000 yeah, 10, lakes. The whole state is one big mosquito. <laughs> Wherever there's water and that type of climate is really bad. My mother's from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and whenever I visit there in the summer, it's, I'm constantly slapping my arms. I don't like going outside because they got rivers and yeah. shit. So rivers, lakes, it's, where, it's bugs galore not a fan
0: of that cedar river huh smells like the quaker oakland
1: no well it smells like crunch berries at certain times of day it's nice <laughs> all right well that's been uh comedians talking baseball i gotta go to bed i'm so damn tired you'll be hearing this on a tuesday you heard me do live commentary on a cubs monday night game um uh, check out Brian's other podcast hunk with mike Brian Stein. it's everywhere you listen to podcasts he recently did one with tom arnold holy shit and uh you've been having great guests man, so keep that up my podcast. Thank the you. Downs Pub also available everywhere. You listen to podcasts. Um, and yeah, just, you know, support us any way you can. We both have Patreon pages. So I uh, check those out and we both have albums. So check those out as well. And, um, uh, Brido, you want the last word?
0: Guys, Joe is a father. Of yeah. Need the money. Damn it. <laughs> you need to go to his Patreon. Give him a, go to his tears. I don't know what his tears are. Throw him a couple bucks. You'll get exclusive shit get his album support this good man for doing this podcast he's working he's been working hard for free if you've been enjoying it for free for years so you're better goddamn give him some money to support this kid all right thanks for I listening i actually gotta add to
1: the last word because you've mentioned the tears <laughs> sorry i can't give you the last word i'm a dick uh <laughs> with the six dollar tier i've decided because i have a three dollar tier minor drinking related the three dollar tier is draft beer six dollars like a mixed drink and um For the $6 tier, everybody, my next album is going to be done and will be out sometime in June, probably toward the end of June. Don't have the exact date locked in, but we'll have that shortly. And uh, I will give you a free direct download link if you were on that top tier of uh, $6. So not only will you get bonus content from the podcast, I'll also have some stand-up clips, some other fun shit I'm throwing out there, uh, like bonus content. And uh, you will get a direct download link to my album as well, so that's value because it, it retails for nine ninety nine on iTunes, and you'll get that as part of a six dollar a month thing with all this other great content. And I uh, check out Brian yeah. too, man. He's got he's got a fucking taker. He's got a taker. Named, his dog's name is Taker. Everybody, it made, made it sound like you. <laughs> of of from you. Uh, they got a bunch of dependents out there. All right, man. Thanks, and uh, you know, go baseball. Later. Go baseball.